Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 274. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I am going to attempt to do this show without the air conditioning on. I have the side vents open and my door open so I can get some type of cross breeze. Because much as I enjoy my air conditioning, I don't like hearing like the slight hum of it in the background when I'm editing the show. So let's just hope and pray I don't turn into a melting tub of goo. Eh, okay. Well, thanks for your vote of confidence. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I'm feeling really run down, too, so. I, I, I feel you. I completely and I totally, totally feel you. I don't leave the house unless I have my my my, uh, my water bottle, okay? I can't leave mm-hmm. the house without it. Mm. We are live tonight, week of July 26, 2016, here on the VOG Network. We are here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Uh, chat, let's see. And if you head on over to animejamsession.com slash network, there is an IRC link at towards the bottom of the page. If you click on it, if you have a default IRC chat client on your computer, it'll bring you directly to the chat. So come on in. The water is just fine. Uh, check-ins are live, so come on in, check into the show, and you'll get uh, bonus VOG points. And also, during the show, we'll be putting a passphrase. If you are not live and you listen on the podcast feed, um, if you hear that phrase, head on over to vognetwork.com, put in the phrase, and earn your points as well. And every week on Fridays, we do post a summary of every episode on our forums hosted by Vogue Network. So swing by, check those out as well. So if you can't reach us via our website, email, Twitter, Facebook, email, we have forums. So definitely swing by and take a look and enjoy. So we're going to kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. (coughs) Uh, Let's see. I got paid today. Which, That's um, good. which doesn't, you know, factor in the uh, overtime I did this past week because that'll end up my next paycheck. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I pretty much got my, got my paycheck in hand and immediately lit it on fire because 90% of my money went towards rent and my phone bill. Bro, I totally feel you. It's like I get paid every two weeks. That first check, it's like I dread it because I know that's rent. Mm-hmm. That's also the phone bill, and that's also one of my credit cards, which is Pagero. And when the second check rolls around, I I'm that's just, the rest of the bills. Yeah, and I still have it, and I have half 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 my check left over. I'm like, okay, good. I can put it around and do shit, you know. I managed to get some, you know, food shopping done, so I have something in the fridge for a little bit. Granted, someone like me can afford to skip a couple meals, but that's neither here nor there. Bro, let me tell you <clears> something. <throat> if there is a stop and shop near you, if you go, if you check the, the meat section, you will find discounted stuff. Buy it, throw There's it in. There's an Aldi near me. Oh, 
There you go. Maybe they should have it too, because I've been buying like discounted stuff. I've been throwing it in the freezer and be like, yeah, I'll cook you when I get around to it. Yeah, that, yeah ShopRite has really good manager specials too. I haven't seen a lot of manager specials at ShopRite, but most of have seen them lately at Stop and Shop. I'm like, okay, y'all got me. Rack of ribs for like four bucks? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it depends on what day you go because they clear out certain sections on certain days. Hmm. So you just have to figure out their schedule of when they clear everything out. And also, you gotta check when stuff expire, too. Yeah. Well, most of it is stuff that would expire within the next couple of days, but if you freeze it, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's see. Uh, I recently discovered there was a, a mouse running around my apartment. Or multiple mice. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, here's the thing. I like. I would. I see it out of the corner of my eye a couple times, but I didn't know if it was a singular mouse or multiple mice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, like half a day after I started seeing them, I said, "Okay, I have to fucking deal with this shit." So, went out to Walmart, got some really <clears throat> heavy-duty, high-end uh, mouse traps. Uh, they're uh. They're this. You ever heard of the brand Victor? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, I got those nice uh, hard plastic ones. They're the, like the the tire on the one with the red up uh, kill bar. Mm. You know, it's, instead of, like the uh, little wooden panel with the bar like flaps back. And I was looking on like like searching for uh, information what bait to use, and said use things like peanut butter or mice also have a big sweet tooth so any kind of candy or stuff like that would work turns out I I had some uh, salt water taffy that my mom bought me from the shore and I rifled through it found the peanut butter salt water taffy in there and just you know twisted up like twisted up broke it off and stuck it in, into the bait section and less than a day later I fucking got him the way you paused, I heard that slap. I thought you, I thought the trap caught somebody right then and there. I didn't. I, I had to do the slap a second time because it didn't sound right the first time. Gotcha. But yeah, it. The thing's head was, you know, pretty much flattened like a piece of paper, and into the garbage it went. And no other mice problems yet. That's good. And to address uh, Rageinator in the chat room, I I can't get a pet, any kind of pet, like a cat, because getting it would mean a $250 deposit up front, which is non-refundable, and the rent would go up $25 a, like, per month per, per cat. Yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. Inflated rent because of the pet situation? Fifteen dollars for each cat and two fifty up front, non refundable. It's not fun. Mm. Nope. I guess I'm lucky because I've always snuck my cats in, so <laughs> Well we could probably do that too. The thing is, uh maintenance and apartments like this, they can just come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, Damien's a loud motherfucker. Yeah, but not like that. Not that, you know, next-door neighbors would hear him. 
but it's just that maintenance when they need to do something they can just come right in mm. and my and it was even worse because my mother was more than willing to jeopardize my lease as in you know almost get me evicted because she didn't feel like dealing with the cat and she much here like here you take it I'm like I try to tell her in every way possible that no I cannot afford him so sorry now that's all that's left is just dealing with work and you know gearing up for Oticon that's good could be better but you know Well, so yeah, that's how things have been going for me. That's good. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, not bad. Just been getting, trying to get used to waking up early for work. Uh, and then playing a shit ton of Pokemon Go. Mm. And I mean playing a shit ton of Pokemon Go. What level are you at? I'm at level 16, but I'm halfway through 16. Yikes. I'm barely um, getting you up to 10. Yeah, uh, we've basically, my cousin and I have been going down to Seaside just about every weekend now. And Seaside is packed full of Pokemon. So where we are, where we're living, there really aren't that many Pokemon. There's not a lot of Poke Stops or anything like that. But Seaside, you walk up and down the boardwalk, you know, you just do your normal walk from one end to the other and then back to the other end. And we caught a shit ton of Pokemon. There's like five or six stops. There's three, three different gems. And uh, the pier that's there... Yeah. That pier has three Pokestops by itself. And almost always there's lures going. I just find it like it, the really weird thing is, you know, we go over there thinking we're going to catch a lot of different water Pokemon. And for some reason, we've been catching electric metal Pokemon and fire Pokemon. At the beach. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like I, I'm I'm trying to get more water Pokemon and I can't find them when I go to the beach. <laughs> because they don't like you. Yeah, I, I was, know. Earlier today, I saw a ghastly in in my uh, car, like on the dashboard, as I was leaving Don Pablo's. But I ran out of Pokeballs at the time, so I couldn't catch it. Yeah, when I was coming home, I usually, I'll leave the uh, the app running and just have it sitting on my seat. So the, uh, the, the s slow starts and stops and me getting stuck in traffic will actually register. And I felt the phone vibrate and I looked down and a frickin' muck came up, and I could not catch the fucker, because I was driving. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. I was a bit PO'd. You'll live. Yeah, I know. 
So I may or may not head back down this weekend. I'm just trying to figure that out. But yeah, that's that's been what I've been doing. I've been playing a shit ton of Pokemon Go. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, it's fun and entertaining and cheap. Yeah, just don't let the um the right wing Christians hear you say that. Lord Jesus. Or just let them say it. What the fuck do they? Ca- I care about them. I'll say something about that in, in a minute. Um, well, my weekend day has been quite interesting. So, I found myself around um, around Philly on Saturday because I had a wedding to attend on Sunday. It was quite geeky at best. This was the first wedding I've ever been to that actually had board games there. They were mostly, That's interesting. Yeah, they were mostly card games, but it, but you know. Oh man, it sounded like a blast. Yeah, it was very Lord of the Rings themed, so it was pretty cool. Were the groomsmen all dressed up like uh, the Fellowship? No, they were wearing uh, kilts. Oh, so so the uh, the groom was a uh, Scotsman. No, Jewish. What? <laughs> no, this is, see, uh, the reason I bring that up is because. I attended one of my fraternity brother's weddings when I was in college. Yeah. And he's a, and he's a, you know, as a Scottish heritage, like his his ancestors were fucking Highlanders, and like they, he, he had like a coat of arms and a, a very specific meaning and to the colors and patterns mm-hmm. of his kilt. Yeah. And th- that was the first thing I thought of. And I get that, but I, that was just the theme. It was pretty much, um, what is this? It was just the theme of um, of the wedding. It was like Lord of the Rings slash Celtic, you know, because they did the whole hand fasting and so forth, you know, which was pretty cool. Oh, neat. But because of how hot and humid it was, we were outside. I'm just like, I'm sitting there with my washcloth going, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Lord, if I don't melt out here... But, um... It was fun, so congratulations to Jamie and Sean. They're off doing crazy things, so... I don't expect them to be knocking at my door, handing me a rifle like we gotta save the world. In that case, let me get my Kevlar real quick. (laughs) But, um... An interesting story from last night. Because we almost did not have a show today. What happened? I went out and met up with uh, another cosplay friend of mine, uh, Finian. She was online for Carrie Pamu Pamu. She had a concert at the PlayStation Theater yesterday, so I was like, uh, I'll swing by, you know, hang out for her, because she was looking for a line buddy. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I did that, and we hung out. And yes, I did get caught in the rain, but thankfully none of my electronics did. So when I get home, I notice the clock on the uh, kit, on, on, the, on, the, on the stove blinking, so I'm like, the power went out. So turn everything on, you know, boot up the computer and all that, and I sit at the computer, and it's like, it's connected, but everything is trying to connect, so I'm like, what the hell's going on? Go over to the router. On the Fios router, there's an internet light. If it's green, you're connected. If it's orange, there's an error, or it's in the process of connecting. 
if it's black or clear or whatever, there's nothing going on. So I'm on the phone with tech support for about an hour. First for about, I think 25 minutes till they hung up on me because the, the genius person is I could not hear me. So call back. I went through the whole routine of, you know, resetting the router, resetting the router, pulling the cables and reconnecting them. They ran command lines to the uh, router. I mean, to the, to the, to the white box underneath that connect, runs the connection. So they're like, there's nothing we can do except send a technician out. I'm like, good. I am I, home tomorrow. And there's, and they tell me, no, the earliest we can send somebody is Wednesday. And I said, no, that is 100% unacceptable. And they pretty much said, if I wanted subpar service and have a technician come out past 24 hours, I'd switch to cable vision. So I made this rep go through the proper channels to get me a technician to come out tomorrow. And she tells me that you know, there's nothing we can do due to extenuating circumstances. And I said, nope. Either you get me a technician that's going to be here tomorrow, or I'm canceling my service. Simple as that. There is no excuse why Verizon cannot send a technician out in 24 hours. If I wanted to wait more than 24 hours, I'd get half-assed cable service. And might as well pay for that. So while they're trying to connect me over to retention, you know, see what they can do, the power goes out again. And I go outside. Look like the whole the whole block went out. Ten minutes later, power comes back up. I come back inside, turn the computer on, check the router, and the internet light is lit. So my theory is when the power went out the first time, it didn't fully restore power enough for the for the ter- for the aunt terminal to send um for internet connection or something like that. I don't know how this type of technology works, so And if that didn't happen, I would have probably I probably would have switched to cable vision or gotten Verizon to, you know, give me something worth it for me to stay with them. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Anywho, as you can see, the internet connection is back up and running, and everything is all good in the hood. Yeah, we didn't have issues yesterday with the internet connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was spotty. Um, I was watching stuff on Netflix, and mm-hmm. it kept, um, it kept trying to reload right. and buffering and all of that. But we didn't lose power or anything like that, so we were lucky with that. But I was tired of trying to watch Pokemon, and every five minutes it buffered. Like right in the middle of a action scene, just the buffering symbol disappears on the on the screen, just like Burp. something <laughs> like wait. that. Need to hardwire that bad boy. I do. I'm hoping that I can find my wire because I had the wire going from my room in the old house into the living room. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that wire is, so I'm hoping that I can find that because I really don't want to have to buy a new one because I know if I buy a new one, I'm going to find the old one. Yeah. But I've save got... the receipt just in case. Yeah, but I've got my old router from way, way back. 
So as long as that still works and connects and all of that, I will be putting that in the living room so that I can hook everything into that and then have that hardwired into the one in my room. Yeah, pretty much how I have my setup now. Yep. Except that I moved the file shrouder behind the TV, and I actually need to go back there and properly like, tie the cable so it doesn't look like a giant rat's nest back there. Mm. Mm. It's just that the coax cable is a lot harder to tie down. you got to just kind of let them lay where they want to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough about that. We're going to go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we're going to get down to some down to the news and I'll have my air conditioner running because I can't deal with this shit right now so <laughs> sweating like a sweating bacon grease over there huh you have no oh. idea <laughs> oh man we'll be back
And there's the buzzing sound of the damned air conditioner in the background. <sighs> Just a few more weeks of this. Just a few more. But eh, hey. it's not completely unbearable. Nah, true, true. By the way, Mako Chan, have you watched Galco Chan yet? Mako. Mako. <clears throat> Mako Polo. <laughs> so what was that you thought you were asking? I mean I actually have you checked out Galco-chan yet? No. Maybe you should check it out tomorrow. It's a short series. I think you'll like it. I haven't even caught up on the crap that I'm actually watching. Uh... I've got three episodes of Love Live. I've got three episodes of Food Wars. Mm-hmm. So, until I catch up on crap like that... Hell, I have two episodes of Steven Universe I haven't watched yet. I, I watched... I am caught up with that. And it's like... I'm like, are they referencing anime? Because one episode was Initial D... The other episode was Food Wars, you know. Yeah, they've been they've been referencing anime since forever. Didn't doesn't seem like that. You've gotta look at some of the like not necessarily what they're saying and doing, but some of the crap. Visual that's... aspects. Yeah. I mean, there's an episode where Steven has a Sailor Moon manga on his uh, side table. Oh, I know his, about that. Next to his bed. I know about that. I'm talking more like when you watch the whole, it's like the episode itself is a reference, you know, like the racing one, that, I, that whole episode was like a reference to Initial D and then the whole restaurant war scene, that was like an entire episode, entire reference to food wars, you know? Well, there's a lot of it. I mean, mm. the, the one from last week where they all went into, uh, into New York City, that was, I mean, out of, uh, like, 20s and 40s and crap like that. Like, those classic movies. They've been referencing a lot of crap. By it's way, not just anime. They've been doing a lot more anime, but they've been doing a lot of video games, too. By the way, can we say Beach City is pretty much is Seaside Heights? It's Rehoboth Beach. Beach. No. No. It's Rehoboth. Yeah, what he said. Oh, Rehoboth okay. Beach in Delaware. That's what they're saying officially? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm just saying... They're not that... saying Delmarva Peninsula. Say that again, what? The Delmarva Peninsula, that part of the... You know, that little peninsula south of New Jersey that has uh, Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia on it? N not that I'm aware of. No, 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 that's the physical location. Oh, okay. Of it. Yeah, they actually put it on a nice big uh, official map of it, too. It was, like, floating around on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, <clears> in Steven <throat> Universe, they say that um, Beach City is in a fictional state of Delmarva. Delmarva? <laughs> mm -hmm. Delaware, Mar Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia all sharing that same peninsula. Instead, it's just, you know, one continuous state. And yet, they're an hour away from either the Empire or the Keystone states. 
And they've flown over New Jersey and said, don't live there. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> you. You have to admit, where's the lie, though? You gotta understand, this That's is... North Jersey. You gotta understand, Mako Chan is also agreeing with it, and she's from Jersey. Christ. Yeah. What's next? They're gonna go to... They're gonna show everyone in the war zone, and it's gonna... They're gonna be a sign in the background that says, Welcome to Camden. I would not be surprised. What she said. And that... And that joke went over everyone's head. Good. <laughs> Alright, let, let's get down to business here. And it's not to defeat the Huns. But anywho, we got some news coming in from SDCC. For those of you who don't know, it's... Uh, Man, it's sunk stuck in my head. Thanks. You're welcome. San Diego Comic Con. Um, SDCC covers all gamuts of the geekdom and nerddom. But we, you know, we only handle like the anime, cosplay, and gaming if it's related. So we got some good stuff for you here. So let's talk Funimation real quick. It seems that Funimation has picked up Toho's Shin Godzilla film, which is going to be hit in theaters later this year. And speaking of Funimation theaters, don't forget to get your tickets for Rurouni Kenshin in two weeks. Yeah, I believe. that that would be nice if they were playing something near me. You'll live. You'll live. No, I really want to see this. I would love to see this movie in theaters, and they really dropped the ball on what theaters they chose. Mm. Alright, so... Are there any in Pennsylvania where you're going? Uh, the closest one is Philly. Hmm. And either way, it's a schlep to get there. Oh, whose phone was that? Nope, that was mine. Sorry. It's alright. Okay. Uh, why did this stupid timeline just do this? I went to go check something on the on the recording timeline and it just like collapsed. I'm just like, no, I need you to to close down some. That's what I need you to do. Thank you. How hard is that? Alright, so anywho, for some reason. The Skype computer is not wanting to come on, so let me fix that in just a bit. Anywho, like I said, with Funimation, uh, let's see, I just had that window open. Thank you very much. The film will open in, Jap in Japan on July 29th, and IMAX, MX4D, and 4DX. That's new. It's going to be the 29th Godzilla film by Toho. Um... Evangelion's director Hideaki Anno and the film director for the live-action Attack on Titan, Shinji Higuchi, are collaborating on the film. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Anno is serving as the chief director and the writer, while Higuchi is directing the new film and serving as the visual effects director. Mahiro Maeda, who worked on Mad Max Fury Road, The Animatrix, Evangelion 3.0, and Kyoshine Tokyo Ni Araru has worked on image designs. And we have Takayuki Takeya, who worked on Kamen Rider Drive and the live-action Attack on Titan uh, as well. He will be doing the character designs based on the concepts provided by Maeda and Anno. Um, there we have the main cast, which is Hiroki Hasegawa, who was, Shiki, who was Shikishima in uh, Attack on Titan, 
and Princess Jellyfish is Shion Koibuchi. Uh, we have Yutaka Takinochi, who was in Hoshino Kinka, Kaomi Curry Appassionati, and Nagariboshi. And we also have Satomi Ishihara, who was Hanji in the live action Attack on Titan. And was also a voice in Pokemon the movie, uh, Black, Victini and Restaurants. And she's playing an American agent. How interesting. And executive producer Akihiro Yamuchi explained that the film's Japanese title, Shin Gojira, or Shin Godzilla, signifies that it's not a revival or a rebirth. It can be translated as New Godzilla, or it also means True Godzilla, or God Godzilla. Chief Director Ano coined the title to incorporate various possible meanings. According to a Sankei Sports uh, source close to the production of the film, the story is set mainly set in modern Japan and America is involved. And about 118.5 meters, which is 388.8 feet, the new Godzilla is the tallest one yet, towering over the current oh, incarnation of Godzilla from the Legendary Pictures film. Higuchi promised that this will be the scariest Godzilla yet, quoting horrors of the real world, like 9-11, the March 11 tsunami, and the subsequent Fukushima nuclear crisis having stripped the world of its innocence. The film will use a hybrid of actors moving through miniatures like they did with the early Godzilla films, computer graphics, and special effects. That sounds really freaking deep. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, because it seems like when they did Godzilla uh, two years ago, all Godzilla was trying to do, it seemed like he was trying to save the world or something like that, you know? Whereas in this, it's like, not this time, boss. Well, it's it's always gone back and forth. It really depends on the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, who, if, if there is another... Uh, another monster in the movie. Um, it really depends on that. But it's Godzilla's have gone back and forth. Oh yeah, I forgot. Saving about the that. world, destroying the world, saving the world, destroying the world. Make up your mind already. He's a tweener. Uh, oh you. Mm, it's just like any other comic movie incarnation you'll always have those writers yeah you'll always have those main characters that go back and forth and back and forth and oh I'm possessed and now I'm not and oh I'm possessed and now I'm not and oh you pissed me off and now I'm not oh that's lovely hmm what the Skype computer timed out and it's getting ready to go through a Windows update At least I don't think it is, but all point, all signs are pointing towards it. I'm waiting for this thing to boot, and I just redid the other laptop, so I'd have to go in and download Skype onto it. That's going to be fun. Lovely. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, I turned this machine on earlier to. Okay, good. Update is done. Because huh. I turn yeah. I guess it was just doing like a, a finishing touch or something. Because I turned the machine on earlier today around 8 o'clock to run so it can do any updates because it takes exactly an hour to patch the system. 
and it won't do that thing. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get back to um, what's going on here. And as Shinji Akari says, freaking Windows updates, dude. Let me tell you something. I'm part of the Windows Insiders program. I have to run updates at least once a week or once every two weeks. So you've got it even worse than us. More or less. I See, the Skype machine, I let it do any time. On my main desktop, I have to time it so that I'm not working on anything important at the moment. So when it's clean, if I'm going out for a couple of hours, that's when I'll run the update. And there has been a couple of times I have forgotten to run updates and I come home and I'm like, oh, shit. Whoops. There's some weird glitch on my computer that if I put it in hibernate mode, it automatically comes out of hibernate mode at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um... You might want to look into that. Um, I would check the board and just update drivers. That might fix it. But let's get back to uh, what's going on here. Um, since um, Funimation has gotten the full rights for Shin Godzilla, let me give you all a quick rundown as to the, t the titles that they have pretty much acquired and they are releasing. They're bringing out Ergo Proxy on Blu-ray as a 10th anniversary edition. I may have to check this out because I totally missed it the first time around. It was a really good series. Okay. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Well, here's your chance to enjoy it again on, on glorious Blu-ray. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And the Attack on Titan live-action movies. Part 1 hits um, October 6th, and I'm going to say Part 2 will probably be sometime next year. Depending on the pricing, I may just wait until both come out and just get a box set. We will see. I don't know. Considering how well it did, meaning it didn't do, mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to need to own this. Uh... Because uh, from what I've heard, the film tanked. In, Jap <laughs> in Japan? Mm. Wow. It did not do well. Ooh, that's a first. Well, it didn't do badly. Obviously, they are doing a second one. So it didn't do horrible. But it did not do as well as they thought it was going to. Sort of like with the Transformers films. They did good, but not great. It just, it was, it wanted enough for a sequel, and they, they slowly started to get it right with each sequel. Yeah, I don't we know, can the hope... uh, second one kind of sucked. You mean Humans, the movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next up on the list is Seraph of the End, Vampire Reign, uh, the Collector's Edition. Part 1, Season 1, Part 2, and the Collector's Edition is coming out September 27th on Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD. I'm looking at the cover box, I'm like, I think I've seen these cosplays around at conventions. And that's pretty much what they've announced, so... I think we have a couple of good titles coming our way, so... Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed with just how little was announced for Funimation. Hmm... I mean, granted, it's not an anime convention, and they usually leave their big announcements for, you know, Anime Expo. I'm hoping that they give us some big... Otakon. Yeah, I'm hoping some big announcements at Otakon and um, New York Comic Con. 
Yeah. I mean, they, they tend to leave it for that, but this, I mean, yes, knowing that they have Godzilla is amazing, but just for the little bit that's after that, it's just, eh. Okay. All right, uh, Mako-chan, what's going on with Viz? So, Viz, uh, we were talking about last week how Viz has put all of the original Sailor Moon onto Tubi TV, and we were speculating on whether or not that meant that Viz was going to be putting more of their stuff on it. Well, it seems that they are. Tubi TV and Viz are doing a partnership to stream anime in the U.S. and Canada. Um, It announced at Comic-Con that it will be um, partnering with Tubi TV to stream anime for free in the U.S. and Canada. Um, It will all stream Japanese audio and English subtitles. So that's why there was the confusion last week over what... uh, Sailor Moon was going to be done. Um, it says right here, the anime will be done in Japanese audio and English subtitles. That's cool. Right that now? Really, hmm? Saying that doesn't really bother me that much, because the Sailor Moon anime on Hulu was pretty much the same thing in Japanese with English subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, they did put um, the original series. They started with the Japanese with English, but you can go on there now and get the uh, the English dub. Hmm. They hadn't finished with the English dub when they started putting it on there. It is slowly putting up the English dub of Crystal. Yeah, um, but as of now, uh, the series that are available for streaming are Death Note, the original Naruto television series, the first two seasons of Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, they did announce last week, obviously, that the five seasons for Sailor Moon would be done in Canada. Um, and 2 TV stated that it will add more Viz Media series regularly. That's good. The app is available on Apple TV, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Samsung televisions, and on iOS and Android mobile devices. So, there you go. Free Viz Anime. Hooray! Free swag. Mm. And the reference back to the Attack on Titan film, uh, Shinji Ikari says they filmed everything as one film and split it into two parts. Huh. They kind of did the same thing with like the last two Harry Potter films. Well, the last two Harry Potter films should have been one film. They split it apart because it was getting too damn long. Because mm. they added too damn much shit. Mm-hmm. Because Harry Potter min- makes money. Yep. And lots of it. Mm-hmm. So, other stuff out of San Diego for Viz. Uh, mm-hmm. They also announced at their anime, uh, at their panel, that they will be releasing a Princess Mononoke art book. Ooh. There's very few details right now. It's said that they would reveal more soon. Uh, they have previously published the art of Princess Mononoke 
in August of 2014. And they also published uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke, the first storybook. They did not clarify if the art book would differ from the previous one released or if it would basically be the same thing. They also announced that they will be releasing books based on Rooster Teeth and Monty Ohm's uh, Ruby. That's nice. Uh, it's the American Animated Web Series. The company did not reveal again if the books will be uh, Dog's manga creator Shiro Miwa's manga adaptation or of another series. And they additionally revealed at the panel that Viz Media published 342 volumes of manga last year. Shit. Holy crap. That's a whole lot of reading. That is a whole lot of shit. Now, 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 now. Some imagine, of that shit. Imagine look, imagine look at a stack of manga that high. I'm just looking at it going, well, oh, fuck. Okay, some of that shit is good mangas, okay? I'm not saying oh, yeah. it's not. I know. I under- well, you gotta understand, you know, out of that, you know, hey. <laughs> Alright, so the last Viz update, um sort of coming out of Comic-Con but it's mostly that they just happen to be there with it for Comic-Con but Viz joins the Comic Book League Defense Fund as a corporate member good uh, the Comic Book League Defense Fund is a nonprofit organization dedicated to countering efforts to censor comic books or restrict public access to it it writes letters of support in book challenges combats restrictive uh, legislation and sponsors lectures and programs on censorship. So they basically kick that off um, with the booth at San Diego Comic-Con. And there are other manga-related members, including um, Comic- Comicsology, Dark Horse Comics, uh, Diamond Comic Distributors, IDW Publishing, Image Comics, Penguin Random House, Read Pop, Scholastic, and TFAW.com. So I think anything that is willing to go out there and educate in the censoring of comics and challenging all of that is a really good thing. Uh Mm-hmm. So, yay. That's pretty cool. I like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, Ari. It's time for you to get a little manly for us. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, Jason DeMarco, Vice President and Creative Director on Air for Adult Swim, confirmed on Twitter on Thursday that the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure television anime series will premiere on Adult Swim's Toonami programming block starting in October. DeMarco also added that the airing will start with the show's part one. This media announced at Anime Expo earlier this month that it will release part one, Phantom Blood, of the new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure television anime series on Blu-ray. The Blu-ray release will include an English dub. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, who releases part, released parts one and two in a DVD set, still holds the right to those series. This media announced in March that it would stream JoJo's Bizarre Adventures parts one, two, and three, as well as the ongoing part four anime series. 
The company also announced in February 2015 that it was the North American Master Merchandise licensee for the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime series, but clarified at the time that the license agreement covered the merchandise based on the anime, not the anime itself. And Warner Bros. Entertainment released parts 1 and 2 of the series on DVD with an English dub on September 22nd. I'm actually curious how the third season is going to go. Because of so many um, musical references. Yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah. How it... I mean, in the manga, it's easy to change, like, slightly change the name to, like, for example, ACDC. They changed that to ESDI, SCDC, you know. You can get away with that, but pronunciation? Mm. I actually need or the to... fact one of the characters' name is Robert... E.O. Speedwagon. Yes, of the Speedwagon which, Foundation. Which just blows my mind every time I hear it. I don't know why. I mean... Uh, well, Dio, that's just that's obvious as fuck right there. Yeah. I think the only way it could be any more obvious is if his lead motive was Holy Diver. Oh, just wait till the fourth season. Um, one of the stands is named is Chili Pepper. And we have another one named Heaven's Door. Knock, is the one knock, called knock. Chi- <laughs> Is the one called um, Chili Pepper Obsessed with California? No, but he wants to be a rock star so badly. I think that's the character. The Heaven's Door one, he's a manga creator. And you know, Jesus if, if I want, Christ. if I want Guns N' Roses references in my anime, I'll just go watch Guilty Gear or play Guilty Gear. Are there any anime based on Guilty Gear? No, but if you also want Guns N' Roses in your anime, you can always watch Bastard. One of this, one of the magical spells is called Guns N' Roses. Or maybe I'll go play Mega Man X5. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that out loud. What? What about Mega Man X5? All the uh, Mavericks were named after the guys from Guns N' Roses. Are you serious? Duff McWhalen, Grizzly Slash. I did not know that. That's just up to, like, I think Dead or Alive 3 for the Xbox. The entire soundtrack is done by Aerosmith. Hey, Dios mio. Bro. Let me, let me take this out on one while I'm here. Um, sure, go for it. I'm just telling <clears> you, <throat> with all the musical references in JoJo, you, you will have a field day when you watch it. Oh, I'm pretty sure I will, yes. But they can be a little too blatant. Mm. Anyhow... The staff of Netflix and DreamWorks' Voltron Legendary Defender animated series reimagining of the 1980 Voltron series confirmed on Thursday that the show will get a second season in late 2016 that will stream exclusively on Netflix. Yes! The show's executive producers, Joaquin Dos Santos and Lauren Montgomery, as well as writer Tim Hedrick, announced a second season during their panel at San Diego Comic-Con on Thursday. The show's first season premiered on Netflix on June 10th and features... Stephen Yoon as Keith, Jeremy Shada as Lance, Bex Taylor Klaus as Pidge, 
Josh Keaton as Chiro, formerly Sven. Tyler, like Tyler Labine as Hunk. Kimberly Brooks as Princess Allura. Reese Darby as Corrin. And King Zarkon as <clears throat> Neil Kaplan. The character known as Sven in the first Voltron television series was, was originally named Takashi Shiragane in King of Beasts Golion, the original animated series that was adapted into Voltron. Mm -hmm. Studio Mir, who created The Legend of Korra, animated the first series. Dos Santos, Montgomery, and Hedrick all worked together on The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. The, the first season serialized story focuses on, on five teenagers named Keith, Lance, Hunk, Pidge, and Shiro. The heroes must defend the Aras from King Zarkon's evil alien force. Unlike most of the characters from the original series, the main characters have backstories and a purpose for going on the mission. <clears throat> the series is part of an expansion of DreamWorks animated television series and Netflix's 2013 multi-year deal. Well, I will say this. As a longtime fan of Voltron, as somebody who used to get up at 6.30 in the morning and watch it on television, I will say this. The reimagining it, the retelling of it, was really good. I just liked... How they made them, I think, they didn't call them acolytes, but something like that, to represent each line. I loved that aspect of it. Disciples, maybe? I forget the term, but but they were called something. Hmm. I want to say avatars, but I don't think that's it. Paladins, that's it. They're paladins. I honestly still never got over in the original series how Sven pretty much disappeared and, quote, went to a hospital planet, unquote. Because what? I didn't really want to say that he died. Well, did you see uh, Voltron Force? Mm, I don't think I did, no. Well, if you can track it down, I know Nickel Nickelodeon was showing it years ago. It was only two seasons. I wish there was a third, but in that, they did explain Sven. Oh, really? What happened to him? Um, they found him on a deserted planet. He had that power with him, with that Zarkon power. He was able to do energy manipulation or something like that, and he had a family and stuff like that, but he had to stay behind on that planet or something like that. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but if you look it up, the episode synopsis on Wikipedia, it explains, you know, Sven. Perhaps there's a Voltron wiki entry out there. There should be. I mean, all you gotta look at wiki, you'll probably find it right there. Found it! There you go. That wasn't too hard. Sven DOTU, Sven Voltron Force, Sven Legendary Defender. <laughs> yeah, Sven Voltron Force is what you want. Yep, thought so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I actually thought I had just as as a uh, as a karaoke track, but I don't think I do. I'm going to have to, like, re-download it or something. Uh, no, oh, here it is. Perfect. It's just not labeled properly. Oh, well. If you know this song, you know, probably know exactly where I'm going with this. Shall mm -hmm. I take this one so you can have the next one? Okay. Okie dokie. Yeah, and, and by the way, I just found another series that I have to start rewatching since the second season came out, and I didn't realize it started yet. What is it? Earth High Defense Club, Love Love. I had a feeling it was that. 
Yeah, I just realized, I'm like, oh crap, I know that started. And yeah, there are three episodes out for it already. Yeah. Anyway, so, um... Ano basically says, uh, sorry. My bad. Yeah, um, see, it seems that he's been so deep into working on Shin Godzilla that he has been unable to finish what should be the last film for the EVA franchise. So, yeah. Um, basically what it means is that now that the uh, Godzilla film is a couple of days away from opening, he can get back to work. Um, he goes to start with, there's something I'd like to apologize for to the fans of Eva. I am truly, truly, truly sorry for having kept you waiting. Uh, yeah. Um, also says that the only way for me to describe Eva is to say that it is my soul. I make it by scraping off pieces of myself, and I made three movies in a row like that, putting everything I could into them and not thinking about what would come next. He describes his emotional state as, after finishing the third movie, I thought I'd never create anything again. But thankfully, it looks like after taking a couple of years off and doing some other... Uh, creative works in his hiatus that he is ready to get back onto it and finish the series. So, yeah. You know, on the plus side, he probably makes enough money from Ava merchandise and licensing and all that that he'll never have to work another day in his life if he really didn't want to. On the, on the, on the other hand, I'm fairly certain that Evangelion will will be the reason he gets locked away in a mental institution for for real this time. For keeps. I, I would not... I would not bet against that. Seriously, the, his his first breakdown during a, the production of the Ava anime series is fucking legendary. You see, what yeah, he really... Not would not bet against that at all. See, what he really needs to do is apologize for the fandom for trying to fuck them over. That's what he should apologize for, you know? But you know he's not. Also, someone used this song to create a spoof Evangelion opening for the uh, final deletion from TNA. You have to link me to that later. But the funny thing is, when I hear this, I keep thinking of somebody, the parody of Corey in the house to this. What? Yes, there is a parody of the Ava opening to Corey in the house. You know, one of the greatest animes who have never aired on TV. I'd better move on before I give Arya coronary. Anywho, it's no surprise that y'all know that I am a fan of baby metal. And really? I hadn't noticed. I know, right? It's such a shock to people. So, 
I, I found out about this late last week, and I was like, oh my god, yes. Judas Priest's vocalist Rob Halford joins Baby Metal on stage in a performance. Tell me that's not fucking awesome. It does sound awesome. And thankfully I have an Amazon Prime account so I could probably check this out on Amazon Music. Yeah, Baby Bell is pretty much performing Judas Priest covers with Rob Halford. Okay? You, you can't get any more metal than that. At the, the Journey's Alternative Press Music Awards, APMA, fueled by Monster Energy Drink, attendees were treated to a performance that would have been unthinkable five years ago. A metal god, a Japanese schoolgirl shredding some Judas Priest. It just had to be seen, it was hard, and it was hard to believe it. And my god, it was fucking amazing. I'm going to have to, um... Acquire a copy of the audio track to listen to while I'm running around tomorrow. It's going to be great. They covered two classic Judas Priest songs, and then the band is joined by Rob Halford as he and lead singer Sue Metal belt their way through Painkiller before Yui Metal and Moa Metal joined them with guitars to do Breaking the Law. As some people were saying, the performance of Painkiller was a little bit rough, but it was still great, but they did an amazing job with Breaking the Law. That sounds so cute and brutal, I don't know what to think. I mean, they've gotten their pictures with um, Twisted Sister. I mean... Marilyn, I think Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie and a lot of them. I mean, you can't get more metal than this. And I understand how some people are saying baby metal isn't really, really heavy metal. And I get that. It's like, I think as Mako-chan said on a podcast a few weeks ago, it's a combination of pop and metal. It's pop singers with a metal background. Okay, I'll take that. At least it's not that new metal shit. What's new metal? Lincoln Park. And it's ilk. That's new metal? Yeah, yeah. and you. Mm. And you metal. Which I don't mind that. I thought that was rock rap. I didn't think that was considered. What? what? No, it's, it's new metal. Well, at least the second album was pretty decent. I don't know. I like Linkin Park. So do I, but I'm just I'm just kind of surprised that's what is considered um new metal. Yeah, because it is mixing other genres in with it. Mm. I'm not a fan of baby metal. I just I don't like their sound. It doesn't sound metal to me. Mm. Um, I really only like Lady Baby because of Lady Beard and just Lady Beard's funny. Lord. He is. I mean, it's it's all an act. It's all, you know, basically started with his wrestling shit. So that I find amusing, not for the music, but because of the character. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't find that to be metally either I mean yes you've got him doing his screamy stuff 
and them doing their poppy stuff, but I don't see that as being metal either. Gotcha. Well, I, I won't argue you about that, because I already got into a pissing contest with a friend of mine screaming that, that it's not metal. I'm just like, just accept it, you know? It's got to the point where, you know, I'm just not going to argue anymore. And we well, it's just like, it's just like um, Ari was saying, Linkin Park. It mm -hmm. doesn't sound metal. There's too much mixed in for it to sound metal. To be perfectly honest, I thought they were like alternative rock or rock rap, you know? It no, really depends. That's... Yeah, it really depends on the song itself, but they're labeled under new metal. Um, hell, I mean, a lot of the metal stuff that used to be out there has completely mellowed out and even though they're still under metal they're really not metal anymore mm. they've lost their edge to register participation for this week's episode of anime jam session on vognetwork.com use the passphrase stove gotcha now we go to the chat room at um live.vognetwork.com uh, Rageinator is asking about the third Voltron series because you have the the vehicles which is Voltron of the near universe uh, Lions which is Voltron of the far universe and then you had Samurai which is Voltron of the middle universe I actually remember getting the Voltron one of the Voltron 2 figurines as a Christmas gift a long time ago um I found a link here I'm going to post in the chat room here that kind of explains it. They were supposed to option, uh, World Events Production was supposed to option another series um, called Lightspeed Electro Albegas, which was supposed to be adapted for that Voltron series. And they were going to tie that in, you know. But things didn't work out as planned. And things like that do happen, so. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and activate that. Get that going. Alright. Wonderful. Awesome. Seem double check that. Alright, that's all said and done. And now we're gonna go ahead and go into the open forum topic. The open forum topic is where we ask you a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime, conventions, or anything along those lines. If you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer, and we ask that you keep it civil as well. And while we're doing this, we also have the Skype line open. I'll get into that in just a sec. Um, this week's question, uh, topic is Toonami. What anime series would you like to see on Toonami that hasn't been shown already? Now, as we pull up the answers to that, we do have the Skype line open. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, you can go ahead and give us a call on Skype at Anime Jam Session. That's all one word, or Anime Space Jam Session. And due to time constraints, all calls are cut to two minutes. And we're going to bring that up. And uh, Dark Tetsuya answers with, while I think it may have aired on Cartoon Network Toonami in other countries, I would love to see Initial D on Toonami, preferably the new dub with the original music, if it were possible. Okay. 
I could see that. Um, for me, I would have loved to have seen a uh, Saber Marionette J on Toonami. That would have been a great show. But then again, most of the Bandai titles that are out there at the time were on Toonami, such as Gundam Wing, Gundam War in the Pocket, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, and stuff, you know. But Saber Marionette J would have done fine as an adaptation. What about you two? What's, what do you, would you like to have seen on Toonami? Did they ever put a Utina on the TV anywhere? Nope. Utina would have been good for Toonami. If anybody actually understood it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one that you watch it and go, what the fuck am I watching? But in a good way. It's beautiful and very fun to look at. Oh yeah, definitely. Which, I also wanted to say Nerima Daikon Brothers, mostly because I still have the DVD on my shelf, but I can never get through about halfway through the series before I get distracted by something else and never finish it. Which, by the way, I have to say, if you're watching anime, and it causes you to switch up your medication or talk to a doctor about changing your medication, I don't think it's the anime that's causing the problem. Just saying. Hmm. All right, Mako, did you give your answer or? I did not. All right. I've actually got a couple of them. Mm -hmm. I think um, going back to some of the uh, old school stuff, I would love to see my baby Lum on there. Mm-hmm. Um, going to new school stuff, I think they would do really well with putting Earth High Defense Club Love on there. Oh, God. It's it's campy. It's hilarious. It's a parody of basically everything that they don't want on there. Uh -huh. Which is why I think it would do really well on there. Uh, the When I showed it two years ago at Zenkai Con, it was one of the better shows... Um, crowd-wise because it was just so out there and campy. I think it would do very, very well in this day and age. No, I did not say my baby llama. I said lum. L-U-M. I know what you're talking about. Uh, the other thing is, and I know this didn't air here, but I know it ended up on um, Cartoon Network. I don't know if it was on Toonami, or I definitely I don't bet, think it was on Adult Swim. It might have been Toonami. I know what series would, you're going to say. I know what series, and I agree. Yes, um, it ended up in Canada. We did not get it. There is an English dub, I believe, for it because it was in Canada. Um, I want Powerpuff Girl Z. Me too. Um, I agree with that. I've seen the series with Japanese audio and English subtitles. I'm actually about to rewatch the series. The thing I like about it is, you know, it's completely anime. It was done in Japan, but they got Craig McCracken to help them. 
So as different as it is, and as magical girl as it is, it's Craig McCracken helped them. Yes. Mm-hmm. They got the creator to actually help them. He, you know, he was the one that was giving them ideas and giving them tips. And I think if you want a series like that to go over and do well, you really need to get the creator's input for it. Um, so I would love to see Powerpuff Girl Z finally make it over here. That's pretty cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the reference... Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, Bob Coffey says, uh, they should air oh, Love wow. Live on Toonami, and after that they should air Madoka Magica. No, no, no. No, Dis- right, Disney has Love Live? In Japan. Who's doing the uh, the English airing of it here? Well, that was that local Korean station. That was only for two weeks, and that was it. They just did one run, and that was it. A local Korea, uh, Korean station did the English... No, no, no. What I'm saying is not a local Korean station. It was like one of the local Korean networks that you get on cable. One of the Asian fusion networks has it. Oh, okay. And it was dubbed by um, one of the, by Bang Zoom Entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. That, and it was only they only did it for two weeks, or something like that. They just ran the episodes, <laughs> and that was it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Madoka would work, but the only thing with Madoka is I'm going to guess they might not air it until the fourth movie is done only because you're not gonna get a full ending for it until the movie is done true true I actually have to watch the third movie because if I remember correctly the first two movies are nothing but recaps I'm just like uh no I ain't doing that shit right Mm -hmm. yeah the first two movies recap the series the third movie is a sequel it's a fucking out there sequel but it is a sequel and then the fourth one should be the ending of the series. Gotcha. Okay. And to, um, as Bob Coffey says, third Madoka movie is amazing. Homer did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And Mortal Talking says, Spiral is a good one-season show for Toonami. It was engaging and action-packed. Okay. Now, uh, Dr. Tsuya mentioned Initial D. So... And he says, the alternate dub. When Initial D was first optioned by Tokyo Pop, Fast and Furious was very popular. So they tried to capitalize on that by changing the opening theme music. Wait, what did they change it to? You'll hear it. Yes. Uh. 
your engines drive with the vengeance. Gasoline dreams with the true king of tension. Not the mention suspense Was it picked up by fucking four kids? What the hell is this? I don't know, but I will tell you this. I have the first volume sitting on my shelf. Is it eating through the casing? No, but I saw a sign on it earlier say, please put me out of my misery. And I'm like, no, fool. I paid retail price for your ass. Yes, as Bob Coffey says, Tokyo Pop took all the Euro beat out. Messed up the names and all that stuff. Yes, they actually kind of gave everybody nicknames in the dub of that. Honestly, why don't you just you know, change the change the opening theme to "Life Is the Highway" by Tom Cochran? It would have been less absurd. Is that a promise? Or better yet, "People's Highway Star." That would have made it for a great theme for Initial D. What was that? Initial uh, Highway Star by Deep Purple. That would have made for a great mm -hmm. English theme. Yes. And now this is the theme that we. That we all know. This is the theme to Initial D that we all know. Around the World by Move. I remember the ending theme much, much more clearly than this. And I believe Funimation actually went back and redubbed um, the um, initial D with the original names, kept everything intact. Eurobeat, you gotta love that shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we got that out the way, and we got no calls on the Skype line. We all know what time it is. Oh boy. Yeah, we got some good stuff, plus one that just happened to pop up before tonight's show. Hey, I thought that was funny. <sighs> Just for that, Mako-chan, you can start this off. Do I have to? Yes. Alright. So, it seems that, um... The police arrested a 20-year-old man for posting false alerts on Twitter. The quakes that struck the city, uh, Kumamoto City, on April 14th, the man tweeted and showed a picture that the local zoo ended up losing one of its lions and that it was walking around the city. Oops. So, the man was arrested for fraudulent obstruction of business because 
after he made the post, which was <clears throat> retweeted more than 20,000 times. <laughs> wow. The zoo and botanical gardens ended up with more than 100 phone calls inquiring about the lion from frightened residents. So they're the ones that filed the complaint with the police because they were swamped with questions. Yeah. Wow. I got nothing. Yeah, but um if you look at the picture with uh, like just how it is um, mm -hmm. like the people in the comments basically said how could anybody look at that picture and say that's their area it does not look at all like Japanese street signs or anything like that and so uh, one of the commenters go uh, one google search later and you can see that it's actually a scene from a movie <laughs> wow Yeah, and then there's, of course, you know, your typical, clearly he was lying. <laughs> what the fuck is my stage hook? Yeah. He certainly put the cat amongst the pigeons. Never heard that one before, but okay. I'm going to revoke That's... your pun license if you don't stop. What? They're not my puns. Oh. They're not bad puns. They're not good puns. They're the puns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, there there are even more people going from the street markings, the litter, the vertical, not horizontal traffic lights, and the shape of the car's number plates. It's freaking obvious that it's not Japan so why is this kid being penalized for people's stupidity he's being penalized for people's stupidity because the uproar he caused amongst the people uproar I get it <laughs> <laughs> oh man can you tell what I'm doing right now Ranma <laughs> no tell me Making strangling gestures <laughs> at the at the computer. Sort of like Homer Simpson. <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, alright. Let me right. take the next one. Go for it. <clears throat> Mysterious foul-smelling ooze floods Shinjuku Station walkways and terrorized Tokyo lights. Tokyo Shinjuku neighborhood is one of the busiest districts and one of the busiest cities on the planet. Filled with business... <clears throat> Dining and entertainment destinations. Shinjuku also draws crowds to such landmark attractions as the Tokyo Metropolitan Building, full-size still head statue, and Rocket News 24 headquarters. Conked up the interest, what's that? <laughs> While so many people knowing about, Shinjuku is served by multiple train and subway stations, which are connected by an extensive underground walkway network called Shinjuku Soup and Subnade. It's an incredibly useful way for pedestrians to get around, especially since it means you don't have to worry about waiting at traffic lights or dealing with the blazing sun, driving rain, or other unpleasant atmospheric elements. 
But on July 20th, many people walking through Subnade, as that was pronounced, probably wish they had taken the surface sidewalks instead. But shortly before 4 p.m., a dark liquid began seeping out of an unknown source and spreading across the Subnade floors into the vicinity of Cebu Shinjuku Station. The subterranean complex is actually quite well lit, particularly in sections that have retail shops in them, which serve to highlight the ominous, opaque nature of the seeping substance. Thankfully, no one was injured or stranded, but by 7.30, the situation became bad enough to effort that affect the portion of the subnode were shut down while the facility's management investigated the cause and the contents of the leak. Roughly an hour later, a statement was given that while investigators still didn't know what the leak was, they had confirmed that it was not coming from the water supply pipes. <clears throat> as of July 21st, the leak had stopped, but there's still an official word as to what the ooze was. The most popular theory, though, is that a sewage pipe cracked or ruptured. If that's what really happened, if that's what really happened, Subnade actually got off sort of easy, and thankfully, its floors are now once again dry and stench-free. Mm. <laughs> Did a million otaku finally wash all their body pillows at once? I don't know. Ooh. It's just as plausible as ideas as anyone else has come up with, so... I, I suppose so. If it's true that it was a sewage pipe that busted, though, holy crap, those things stink. Crap, I get it. They smell horrible, because I had to deal with that at work once. Ugh. <laughs> I deal with the occasional 18-wheeler carrying on, you know, condensed cubes of landfill garbage, and those stink pretty badly, too. Yeah, but they leave you. Yeah, but the uh, if we're while there, the odor is still cloying and unpleasant. Yeah, but they leave you. This yeah, is stuck in a building that you then have to go in and clean. Icky. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> You'll be alright. There, 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 there. Yeah, it, it got so bad we couldn't use the bathroom anymore. Um, they had to put a porta potty in the back for employee use. Well, alrighty then. Let's yeah. Move, uh, let's move over to something a little bit more. Tasty. Yes. <laughs> Kit Kat Wonderland. Are you ready for this? I don't know about y'all, but I like uh, candy and cho chocolates when it's in the fridge or the freezer. I just like, it, it, to me, it's it better tasting, plus it lasts. That's just me. Especially right? Snickers bars. Mm hmm. Especially um, peanut, um, Snickers with peanut butter. Yeah, those bad boys. But, um,. Mm -hmm. This is, this is something new. It's called minus 196 degrees Celsius Japanese Kit Kat. It is cooled by liquid nitrogen and it's available this summer. It seems that Nestle Japan has eight Kit Kat chocolatory boutique stores around the country and that they dedicate to selling seasonal variety of high quality premium ranges of Kit Kats in fancy packaging. 
this summer, summer they're opening a new branch for a limited time and what they're going to have there is you'll be able to make your own below freezing chocolatory Kit Kat. Can you believe that? At this new boutique where they're going to do this at, it's renowned Japanese pastier Yasumasa Takagi, who oversees the country's uh, chocolatory stores and is known for creating many of the brand's most innovative new releases, including the baked Kit Kat back in 2014. At the new below freezing chocolatory, it's not just a annual Kit Kat that gets this treatment. Takagi has chosen the Molson Kit Kat as a model for the new experience. It came out earlier this year in Japan, but the Molson is modeled after a popular European Mendant confections, which chocolate discs are topped with dried fruits and nuts. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Customers who come into the store will be able to create their own Kit Kats by choosing 3 out of the 20 available ingredients as toppings, along with dessert sauces, which the staffers will construct in the Molson style, before cooling the creations and liquid nitrogen. Oh my god. While these personalized Kit Kats will be for limited sale at the pop-up store, the other boutiques around the country will be making two new additions to their Sublime Premium Chocolate range, designed to be stored in the freezer and eaten while frozen to enjoy the sweet and bitter taste of acidic fruits in the summer. You have passion fruit and raspberry. Mm. Yes. Now, people who come to this store, the Kit Kat Chocolatory Wonderland store will be able to receive a picture book detailing the me- the process of making this treat and can enjoy tastings of raw ingredients including 100% chocolate pieces. There will also be a special photo booth area where customers can take commemorative photos of themselves enjoying this limited edition treat. This is only available between August 5th and 16th. Can you believe that? What can I say? They really love their Kit Kats over there. Mm-hmm. And now we get to the last story that just happened to rear its way in. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who's taking this one? I vote Mako-chan. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, so it seems that there is an Etsy seller out of Australia who makes geeky sex toys. Uh-huh. And the newest one on the list, because everybody's got to get in on it, <laughs> is Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon dildo. Um, yeah. So basically, there is a dildo themed after each of the four main starters for uh, the G1 starters. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon 
go, I'm guessing, because that's what's popular right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Not the word I'd use. Um, like, I'm just trying to figure out why, you know, they're saying it's dildos and the one that is obviously for Pikachu is a butt plug. I mean, I, I guess you could say that's a dildo, but that's a butt plug. Um, some of the other interesting geeky um, insertion devices. <laughs> Getting Using the technical term, are you? Yeah, um, there's the Iron Cock. Uh. Uh, Dr. Screw's Sonic Dildo. Uh, there's a glow-in-the-dark green cock ring. There's I've heard the... of beware my power Green Lantern's might, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, the Master Dildo Sword. Uh. Uh, laser Sword Dildos. Um... The little green man that looks like Yoda on the end of a dildo. Um, and then, you know, the one that, of course, I noticed uh, even before I saw the Pokemon ones was the uh, Sailor Girl Moon One dildo. What the fuck? I am not surprised by any of this. Yeah. I know that kind of put Mako-chan in an odd state of mind. <laughs> but, um... Here's something Honestly, I, might... I thought you were going to throw this article on me and just catch my reactions to seeing these Pokemon-themed dildos. Sorry, Pokemon. God damn it, that's fucking lame. Nah. But, um... Makotan, it sees a friend of mine went to San Diego Comic-Con, and she posted a picture of all the swag she got. Mm-hmm. Including a, a hen, an official hentai art book. What? <laughs> <laughs> Like a how to draw art book? No, a hentai art book. Of which series? A variety of series. Actually, it's one particular series in general. Aruskadoji, the legendary overfiend. Oh dear god. <laughs> <laughs> Like, is this legit art done by the person that created it, or is it, like, doujin art? As far as I can tell, it's not doujin art. It's a Holy crap. <laughs> That's Does interesting it as hell, and I kind of want it. <laughs> I will talk it's to my... Like like hardcore stuff or just you know pin style stuff I don't know but I will ask my friend if she, if, if she can give me a source so we can try to track down one for you for informational purposes only of course 
Um. I I I. I... Yeah. <laughs> I think we broke Mako-chan. <laughs> well, no, I mean, just with Ari saying is this pin-up stuff and knowing what this is, um, there's... This would be some really fucked up pin-up stuff, that's all I gotta say. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Ichigogami says, purely scientific, huh, Mako-chan? Well, of course. Purely scientific. First, you know, for science. <laughs> right now, Mako-chan's mind is on the border of intrigued and cracked. So, Actually, right now, I am looking on Google Images at Legend of the Overfiend and trying to picture this shit as pin-up. So you're saying you've never seen The Legend of the Overfiend before? Oh no, I've seen Legend of the Overfiend. But I'm looking specifically at pictures that, you know, still pictures, and trying to get my mind around a pin-up concept for the shit. It would work for Amino Jaku's sister. And the other dude's girlfriend. Yeah, those two characters. Well, yeah, I mean, if you took the characters by themselves, you could do a pinup style for it. But this is not a pinup kind of. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, there's just no. Mm mm. Now, that's what's breaking my brain, is trying to think about this as pin-up. Yeah. You gonna be alright there, Marco? Yes. I just, you know, you know me and my scientific research. with quotes around both of those words. Yeah. I think, on that point, we should take our last break of the night. Okay. We'll be back.
And of course, we're back at our normal ending time, so ain't that a bitch. Mm. Yeah, we're kind of uh, brought up on ourselves from uh, what we talked about last week, huh? Yeah, I suppose so. And I guess that stranger shit has happened, so... So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if we're telling you what we like or don't like, 
excuse me. We're telling you straight up as it is. So if you have any questions for us, ideas, suggestions, planes, flames, trains, all that good stuff, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're ready to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our convention videos, our cosplay photos, artic- our articles, reviews, and all that cool stuff. Our CloverCon report just hit, so you definitely want to swing by and check that out. And I believe our Anime Next report should be coming up shortly, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Yep. And if you have issues accessing our podcast, um, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. And on some of these sites, they, you can leave reviews, so we ask if you can. A five-star review would be pretty cool. We'd really appreciate that. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention video coverage. So definitely swing by and check that out. If you want to interact with us on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJRunTheS. Ari's at Ari22682, and you can find Mako-chan over at Juke Luna. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session, where we keep you up to date on information on our website, conventions, Facebook page, and all that cool stuff. Definitely on see what's up. Plus, we'll tell you when uh, our show is live. If you have, uh, if you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at twittercom mess Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako-chan's over at Jovidea. Facebook.com/slash/AnimeJamSession. I just want to say to everybody out there that's liked our page, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. As long as you continue to like the page, we'll bring you a lot more content that you want. And again, if you want to interact with us on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or that Mess guy. You can find Ari over at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And as I've said before, we're on the VOG Network twice a week, but you definitely want to check out some of the other geek-centric podcasts on this network. You have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, and Guys on a Show. And I do believe uh, Rob from the VOG Network, he has two more podcasts he's doing. Uh, check out the Pokemon Pit Stop podcast, which is about Pokemon and Pokemon Go. And Reading is Fundamental, the uh, RuPaul Drag, Drag Race podcast. Definitely check that out. Uh, go around the room. Last words, Ari. I gotta get to bed soon. I don't really like waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Bro, I feel you on that. Mako. Um, I'm going to attempt to catch up on some of this anime. Cool. Have fun. My last word is this. I forgot to mention during my weekend day that on Thursday, I hung out with um, one of my cosplaying friends, Starlight Silk. Uh, I know her through the New England Cosplay Circuit, AAC. A really awesome uh, Venus cosplayer and also an amazing Mami Tomoe cosplayer. We hung out on Tuesday. You know, we had dinner. We talked, all that good stuff. So, Starlight Silk, it was great to see you. See you in October. And I believe that's it. Um, 
as of right now, we're still going to be here on Tuesdays. I believe in a couple of weeks, we'll be taking some time off because I believe Mako-chan is going to be doing her pilgrimage for uh, more music and more booze. Very much booze. See what I'm saying? So that's it. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go. So I'm getting out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Okay. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That wasn't so bad. Don't give her any ideas. I'm just saying it wasn't bad, okay? Christ. Good night, everybody. Jamatane.